Hello and welcome back to another edition episode, something like that, of Pass the Syrup, the agency podcast. For estate agents and letting agents, we always feature agents, 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 agents. Today, three great guests. Actually, two great guests. Christian the Viking, Neil Robinson. Two great guests. The only reason I'm saying two great guests is because they've been on before. I know their pedigree. They've, they're, they're, they're up there. Who we don't know. Enzo. Enzo's going to pop his cherry on the podcast today, the week before Christmas. Enzo Giardina, welcome to the podcast, sir. How are you? Thank you. Very well. Thanks for calling up 10 minutes ago, asking me if I was free. Lucky I've been in my life. That is a lie. That is not true. He set the tone very early. We're 30 seconds in, and he's letting us know what he's all about. I like it already. This is the third attempt. Well, to be fair, the, to be. yeah, I mean, you know, who, you know, you know, you play your part in, you know, letting the side down. But Neil, Christian, lovely to have you back. Everyone good? Hello, mate. Hoping you can hear me, okay? No, Christian, we can't hear you. I'm concerned. Right. There's, there's definitely some static. But let's see how we go. So, as always, we're going to kick off with um, the agents together mentee issue of the week. So normally it would be presented by Sam Offley, but I did do a Ben Madden classic and message him the morning this morning and say, mate, I need some videos sent over. And he said he's out and about. He'll have to just give me the issues and I'll have to read them out to you guys. So if you don't know what Agents Together is, um, where have you been the last couple of years? But just in case not, it's a mentor-mentee charity. What I mean by that is um, it's set up for the property industry. If you think you would benefit from having a mentor, it's a free service where you can gain access to an experienced agent or someone from the property sector who can act as a mentor to you. If you're someone, if you, I mean, everyone would benefit from having a mentor or I, I believe everyone would. But if you think you may benefit from being a mentor, which from firsthand experience, I can say is enormously rewarding, I would recommend reaching out to Sam Offley, getting involved with the charity. It's simply brilliant. Um, and I know it's helped lots and lots of people. That's enough about the charity. Let's get on to the issue of the week, which Sam sent over. And so really simple one, good timing. Guys, what advice do you have to help agents wind down for Christmas? Great timing. This is going out over the Christmas period. Neil, what advice have you got for us or for the agents, for the mentees? Is it Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, you know what? This might I've seen Easter eggs. Which would be amazing. <laughs> um, I don't know. How do we wind down for Christmas? Book holidays. Um, I'm not a massive Christmas uh, person here, but I'll be honest with you. And I keep getting told that I'm miserable for it, but just don't really engage with it. I, I don't know whether that's because I'm a business owner. I don't know whether that's because I don't switch off. Um, I'm not entirely sure. How do I wind down? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Get a drink. don't know. <laughs> um, Enzo, over to you whilst um, the Viking sorts out his Wi-Fi. <laughs> we are on fire today. Enzo, how do you wind down for Christmas? What advice do you give your team? Oh, well, it's amazing. Enzo's frozen as well. In. Oh, you're back. I'm in. You're back. Good. You're good. You're good. All right. So I just don't come in. I literally don't come in. I'm saying, look, I'll be back in a new year. If you need me, you call me. Like the guys in for a couple of hours, three days a week, short and short hours, just to sort of keep the heat off, really. But for me, I just just get out there, be with friends, be with family, going into London, just uh, try and absorb what's going on, really, and soak up the atmosphere, and and try not to think about work. Try not to operative word. Try, try. yeah, I get that. Yeah. Neil, you struck on something. So a lot of, when people think about the, the 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 mentors, mentee, the charity, people think mentees are going to be like sort of entry level roles. It's you know kids who are new to industry, but lots and lots of experienced agents are mentees. They you know they're getting advice from people that have been in the industry a lot longer. So I think lots of mentees will think in the same way as you. I'm a business owner. You know, business owners we don't ever switch off, which. I, you know, I fall into that camp where I'm, I, I'm on 24-7, but I quite like that. Like, I've got no problem with that. I don't see that as... Um, what advice would you give to, to new 
maybe new business owners or you know sort of the self-employed model is you know is really in vogue right now and i think there's lots in the last year or two lots of agents who have gone from maybe being employed and so not as much responsibility to now there is what advice would you give them just to get used to how we have to now operate well i think i think i was probably a little bit because i do think it's important i do think it's important to switch off and it's important to have time away from your business i'm not talking days weeks even if it's just a few hours it's it's, it's important to have time away from anything because how else are you going to recharge your batteries so that's what i tend to you know even if it's just going out for the day or um switching off putting my laptop there and murder me for sitting with that laptop and then i invariably end up working so i have to literally shut it put it away and I would advise anybody to. I'd advise anybody. To. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, it's still, isn't it? Do what you love. Someone asked something similar um on the last episode, and they said, "Well, you know, I, me switching off, me enjoying myself is is keeping my finger on the pulse. I want to know what's going on. I want to see what's happening." Um, but yeah, it, it's each to their own. Wind down is uh, someone well, summed it up quite nicely. Do whatever to keep- makes you happy. You certainly have to keep your finger on the pulse, of course. But then again, I think that um, I suppose it's different for, for self-employed agents who really only got themselves. But if you've got a small business and you are employing staff, then if you um, if, if you can't empower them, trust them to run the to run the branches, departments, um, and not so much motivate themselves but be disciplined, then why are you employing them? You know. Um, the, 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 with the responsibilities, you, you have to let them get on with that. That allows you to kind of step back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You keep on top of it rather than actually being with it. On not those doing the job for. Yeah, it's good. Um, Christian, you're back. I'm back. Hopefully, you can hear me properly now. Yep. Yeah. For now. What a shame. For now. What a shame that is. So, um, advice <laughs> from you. For uh, mentees, how do you um, wind down for Christmas? How do you switch off? Oh, God. I'm not the best person at switching off. Um, I think for me, I think what I try and encourage people to do is to try and, I mean, not switch off entirely, but like my thing is I try and encourage the guys to try and take inspiration from outside of our industry and look at ways that we can adopt that within. So... Do they have an amazing customer experience somewhere or, or do they jump on some new app or software, but nothing necessarily related to property? Um, and is that something we feel could be embraced and kind of embedded within our approach to agency? So like one of the projects we give, I've given the team this year is I want everyone to come in in the new year with an idea about how AI is going to improve their personal role in at least one specific way, but it's specific to them and their role. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we, we encourage the guys to come up with ideas of, like I said, things, experiences they have outside of the industry that could be brought in to, uh, to make it better. But yeah, switching off, not, not, not my power, I'm afraid. So I'll provide subtitles. Um, I'm pretty sure the Viking doesn't switch off, generally speaking. I think that was what there was at the end. We're starting to lose you again. No. Right, sounds really bad. I'm going to move again. Bear with. <laughs> oh, this is going to... Yes, this is a cracking episode. So far, guys, we are on fire. Yeah. Enzo's freezing as well at times, so don't worry so much. Um, yeah. Right. Let's, um, let's, let's, let's try and shift gears into some waffle. Neil, um, what would you like to discuss? Well, with it, uh, I suppose, coming up to being Christmas and that, I just wanted to try and keep it just a little bit more lighthearted, to be honest with you. I mean, I could discuss one of my pet hates. I could discuss landlord taxation. I could discuss one of my pet hates, which are people like get agent, net agent, the leeching offers. But instead, what I want to do is just poke a little bit <clears> of <throat> at, uh, at um, basically people who pay our wages, you know, because uh, we don't, uh, we, we spend a lot of time. So we all need clients. We love clients and we need them in order to run their businesses. But at the end of the day, we've we, we got to poke them out. And if you follow me on LinkedIn, you'll probably see 
that I, that I do sometimes um, post something in time, things that happen to estate agents all the time. And, um, you know, I, I would say they're not the annoying things as such, but it's a bit like being prodded in the chest every seconds. You know, for instance, one prod's fine, but the more you get prodded, then the more likely there is it's going to be a, a bit of a minor freak out sooner or later. Um, one of them, I mean, I, I imagine you've all got kind of stories about this, but one example that I want to give you is this good old caller, caller ID. So, for instance, you'll ring somebody, they miss the call, they ring you back. And what do they say? I've missed the call from Sure, who have you missed the call from? I don't know. Do you know what it's regarding? No idea. Um, are you buying? Are you selling through us? Anything like that? Nope. Are you renting anything? Yeah, I'm hoping to rent one. We're finally getting somewhere. Do you know which property it is? Oh, yeah. Uh, 25 Acacia Avenue. Well, obviously, it's clearly about that then, isn't it? You know, you're obviously <laughs> ringing about that. You've wasted you've wasted about 30 seconds of our time trying to go through all of this. So that's, uh, that's that's yeah, that, that's uh, that's one of the things. I don't know if, if, if you guys find anything that really kind of grinds your gears a bit uh, about the job. Something that is not necessarily a bad thing, but it happens really, really often and is enough to sort of make it. Do you know what? I don't even do this job. <laughs> Enzo, you got anything yeah. that winds you up? Well, I'm just going to tap onto that, really. Yeah, so we'll some we get the, the guys will get the inquiries in the morning. They'll, they'll probably call out, depending. They might say, "Can you give me a call to chat about the property?" And then you call them, and they're like, "Which property is that?" I'm like, "Well, this one, this one, this one. The two beds, where it is, the price." They're like, oh. "Did I inquire about that one? Like, how many have actually inquired about?" Like, you got to just be a bit selective sometimes, but it, it can be frustrating. Or they email, you email back, don't hear nothing, you follow up two or three times. You're like, why have you inquired in the first place? It's just a bit, you got to get a bit frustrating. The one we, we talk about quite often is, so we don't get many um, prospective client leads from the portals. You know, they're, they're, they're good for buyers. They're not so great for prospective sellers who are specifically looking for evaluation. You know, converting a buyer to a seller, yeah, sure. Um, but Zoopla have never, ever sent us a genuine seller lead. Every time a seller lead comes through Zoopla, hi, how's it going? Got your got your details, love to discuss. Oh, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, we, oh, I've, I've got, obviously, I've, you've got your name, your details, you're on Zoopla. Do you remember being on that website? You, you wanted a valuation in your home. I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Am I going mad? I've got an email with your name and number on it. What the? What are you talking about? You what? You, no, I don't know. I must have pressed it by accident. What the fuck? So, but like, you must have pressed six buttons by accident to have sent this. It can't be like one button. You put your contact details in for God's sake. And like, I'm not. This is not the hydration. Every single one from Zoopla. It's like an It's like a running joke in our office. We think Zoopla are just sending us dodge, just fake stuff because they've got to send something. We never ever have a genuine seller lead from Zoopla. It's always, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Is it fake stuff or is there just too many buttons and too many fields for people to stick in? Well, I just feel like they've gone through a journey of the user experience has got to involve four or five, maybe even six buttons and entering their details. I would like a valuation. I call up. Oh, I don't remember doing that at all. It was 20 minutes ago. We talked about we get similar through on the market, you know. We get we get people saying that they're putting valuation inquiries. Really, what they want is a property to rent, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how on earth I don't know how on earth you manage that. Yeah, Neil, I was going to say I get it come through and on the market as well. Like it's a valuation request doesn't have an address, and then I type in their email, I search their email, and our emails like they just inquired about a rental property, so they don't know what they're doing half the time, and it, there should be some sort of verification. Because I'm getting them daily sometimes. It's like, this is ridiculous. But Zoopla, I do get the odd actual valuation request from it. I've actually had a listing recently off the back of it. I don't believe Not you. Them. I think you're saying that just to make me discredit. You, you want to discredit me. That's know, what you're on. No, here. no, 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 no. I can prove it to you if you ever wanted to. But yeah, there <laughs> I, is a lot of frustration. There is frustration. Yeah, but even when you get the right move ones. Yeah, I'm the right move ones. 
No, we get it with right move as well. You, 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 they make the inquiry, you follow up, you don't hear back, you follow up, you follow up, you follow up. It's like, can you pull in my leg gear? What's, what's going on? Sometimes you think you see other agents mucking about, and sometimes they Well, is. yeah, a little bit of that. Like, we had a bad experience. I'm going to input this client's details into that agent or I don't like system. Let them play with each other for a little while. I've never done that personally, but, you know, I've heard through the grapevine that it happens <laughs> one time. Um, so um, I'm not sure what you what you've heard, Christian, um, and I'm not sure if we're gonna if we're gonna even hear from you right now. I, I'm loving that we've, wait, we've so far had three wait. different backgrounds for you. This is amazing. Yeah, wait, in Costa, in Costa Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's no Christian. It's no better. I've told you for three different locations in Paramount. Still full. Oh my God! Isn't that? It's, it's I don't worse. think it's. I think it's your laptop. I think it's something to do with your microphone. It's, it's you're you're sounding worse than ever. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. All right, I'm gonna get off that. So I'm gonna try joining on my phone. So <laughs> this might be interesting. <laughs> this is a holy show. This is so good. He just doesn't so want to be here. Should have been Halloween. He's making up excuses. Sorry, Enzo. What did you say? Yeah. He's just doing it on purpose. He doesn't actually want to be here. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm starting to feel the same way. Um, he could have said he's at the dog groomers or he didn't put him in the dog groomers again. Or was that so, somebody else? Um, okay, so nagging issues. Yeah, people call up with silly inquiries or we don't have genuine inquiries. There's um, other little things. Do, do agents still not share keys in your neck of the wood, woods? When you want to borrow a set of keys, they're like, oh, they're, they're, oh, someone's got them. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're out on a viewing with them right now. Any of that ever happen? On the on the odd occasion, it's usually the same agent as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, he does. I would always, I would always say to the the, the client, look, let's just go our own set of keys. It makes yeah. life that much easier. Yeah. Ultimately, if they want to be selling or renting their property, they're gonna uh, with the work with us, aren't they? You, well, you like to think so. Yeah, I think so. Christian, this is this is the one. I can feel it. The the clarity hey, in the, the image one. looks this stronger. Is the one. I think this is the one. Go in. Beautiful. This is better than on my phone. I just need to get my AirPods connected. It will be absolutely fine. You are you're right now. You're you're good to go. Mustard. Sure, I mean, as yeah. it happens, so because you're on the narrow, the beard, the beard is taking up the whole shot. Is it, I mean, it's, it's accentuated, it. isn't it? Yeah. How's that? Is that better? Wonderful. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> is this par is this the front of Paramount's office? So this is. Here we are. Wow, nice little tour. Oh, yeah. And a Christmas tree. Nice. This the headquarters of a mega multi-award winning estate agency looks like. This is amazing. Bank. I like to think that you're um you're not on a seat and you're just like a genie or something. The way yeah, you're spinning. I've, I've just got mad pirouetting skills. Just, yeah, I can believe it. Um, <laughs> who's, who's waving behind you? Someone in the background was waving. They wanted to get on the show. Who was waving in the background? Uh, oh, this one. <laughs> I didn't really need to ask that question, did I? <laughs> They're not going to introduce themselves. We had it. Very rude. Very rude. I'm getting, I'm getting a bit seasick. I'm not sure about anyone else. There we go. So that's how we roll. So, Christian, what are your pet hates? What are the annoying little things that happen all the time in agency that get to you? Well, I think you guys. So you guys had a valid one. The, these mysterious leads that that come in and then you call them up. Either you can't get hold of them at all, or you call them up and they have no idea what you're talking about. Or I think even better one is when you get the same inquiry from the person who never answers the call. So they inquire about a property, you chase them umpteen times. You're like, right, they're never going to answer. Delete. <laughs> a week later, the same person inquires about the same property. Call them up to times, nothing. But a week later, do the same thing again, and then mysteriously answer the phone. Oh, thanks for calling me back about this property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you finally do speak to them, they all say, well, why do you I keep putting these inquiries in? Why do you never ring me back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, nice of you to finally call. I've been waiting for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> called you six times a day for two weeks. Um, Is it yeah. still available? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> Yeah. One, of, one of one of my favourites actually is is when you, you speak into a potential uh, potential valuation. They've got house on the market for some deal, and uh, and they're saying, "Oh, my current agent, the marketing, shit, the communication, shit, they forget to do things, services, shit, 
keep in touch with but no viewings, they're rude, can't get over them, they just talk and you're like, oh, I'm sorry to hear about that experience. Um, here's what we do, we go through a service and all, all that kind of thing. That sounds absolutely brilliant. What do you charge? So we tell them, oh, that's expensive. This agent's only charging me a thousand pounds. Well, that's bloody why they're charging you a thousand pounds, and that's exactly why you're slagging them off. Um, yeah, that's another one of my pet hates, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Fee merchants. Mm. No mm. idea about value. Only look at the cost. Um, all yeah, right. Nice couple of things we got off our chest there, chaps. Like that. End yeah, of the year. Off his chest. Enzo, coming in hot to you. Would you what do you what would you like to talk about? No, I've got another little one. Steady on. Boxing day listing. Boxing day listings. All right. I don't see the point of them. Like for me, boxing days. Obviously, leftover turkey. No, there's never leftovers in there's my no house. There's no leftovers, is there? Come nah, on. There's not, but it's that. It's Christmas, isn't it? Just another Christmas day. Like, who wants to be. Uh, why is he playing around with his. Oh, he's going oh, <laughs> Anyone uh, who's just listening to this has no idea what's going on, but Christian is just having a party with the camera, in case anyone's wondering. Yeah. But go on, Enzo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, Boxing Day listings, like. I don't know many people that actually look at Boxing Day or want to look at properties on Boxing Day. They're with the family, having days off. They just want to chill out, like, wait until the new year to list if you're going to list, really. Um, and then, oh, yeah, well, the, 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 the views are big on right moving on all the portals. Maybe, but what's a couple of days or a week to wait? Just list it once everyone's back in the new year. What's the pressure? Because you're not going to be doing viewings over Christmas or in, on New Year's Eve, are you? You're not going to do it on New Year's Day. So you might as well wait to do the viewings. Start the process as a fresh. Neil, what do you reckon? You got any opinion on this? Oh, I have, but it's... Uh, I don't know how kind of relevant it is. I mean, I, I'm not... I'm like you. I'm a little bit sceptical over the whole sort of uh, Boxing Day is the busiest thing, but apparently the figures don't lie. And they say that the Boxing Day is, uh, is massively uh, important. Or very, very, very busy in terms of, uh, in terms of searches on the book. Apparently, one of the biggest uh, shopping days on online uh, when you find on Amazon or something like that is apparently yeah. You know, so who, who are we to argue with that? You're right, though, about the viewings. People, I think, are tentative to But even so, look, whether there's truth in it or not, I think it's a good selling point uh, and a good talking point, rather, for the uh, for the customers. I think that if we um, if if we do say to people, you know. You, you do want to reduce the price of property. We tend to use it for price reductions more than anything. Um, and the the answer we invariably get at this time of year is, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you... So we do tend to then <laughs> use the box. Neil, your internet just dropped and we didn't hear the answer you invariably get. And now we are all so desperate to hear what that... What's the answer you normally get? <laughs> 42. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> No, they, they said they'll wait till they'll wait till the, wait till the new year, you know. So what what we tend to do is uh, is use Boxing Day as a bit of a talking point. Just say, well, look, don't wait till the new year. Sort it out on Boxing Day, won't we? Um, you know, and we tend to use the uh, the higher, so-called higher normal um, viewing figures, so to speak, as a as, as a way to actually get that. Tech is killing me today. It is just killing yeah. me. Neil, you're a bit in and out right now. Um, yeah. Christian, you look like you're back in the game, so I'm going to pivot I'm straight to you. I'm only back and on it now. I've found a quiet room. You've not got the background office. Hopefully, we're all good now. So you're back you were in the first place. Start. That's where you started. Yeah, yeah but now he's got the I internet. Started, but I was on my laptop before. I'm now on my phone, which seems to be handling the Wi-Fi fine. Let's Laptop, not jinx it. Not it's so beautiful. It's, it's working beautifully. Um, Christian, Boxing Day launches. Yes. What do you reckon? Um, I mean, we, we're just letting. So I've always found it to be a bit of nonsense. I think, look, there's logic to it, right? All your family, you sit around, you, you get through Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you get to Boxing Day, and you're just looking at anything to distract yourself. And look, it's a well-known fact, Rightmove has been a top 10 UK website for like 20 years. Not top 10 property website, top 10 website. 
searched. You know, it, it's embedded in our public's conscience now. So logic dictates you're sat there, fed up of talking to Uncle Frank and Auntie Suze and listening to your mum tell you about how you need to lose a bit of weight for the new year. And, uh, and you well, sit man, you in stop, the corner. Stop you coming to my house. About how... I feel attacked. Yeah. <laughs> well, you won't sit there, right? You either think realistically, you're either starting to form real plans of, you know what, it is time we made a move, it is time, whatever, or it's pure escapism, and I think that's what it is most of the time, is pure escapism, and people just jumping on, and they just want to have a look. What does a million pound get me in Cornwall, or, you know, oh, if I won the lottery tomorrow, what's the most swankiest pad I could buy in London? So, I don't, look, I think, I think it's true as in visitors and traffic. I don't think it's true as in... You know, I don't think there are legitimate buyers sat waiting for 25 days of December to pass before they go, right, it's yeah. Boxing Day, I'm going to start looking. And even if it is true, if every agent in the country listed all of their stock on Boxing Day, well, then you kind of all lose the impact of having a new listing come to market because you're going to have 50,000 listings hit the market on the same day, which which waters down your new-to-market effect anyway. So, yeah, look, I think, I think like all things, you know, there's an element of marketing truth to it. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure I buy into it as it being... It might be the busiest day of the year on Rightmove. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the most effective or revenue-generating day on Rightmove. I think it's um I think right move are very clever in the way they use language and so they're they so I, you know the right the, the boxing day launch a little bit like um breakfast is um one of your three square meals a day and it fires up your metabolism that was a marketing line from Kellogg's in the 50s that didn't exist before Kellogg's started making cereal it wasn't it isn't a meal that you need to fire up your metabolism a little bit like right move have created the boxing day launch and you know in the property industry we talk about it a lot but it's it's a right move marketing technique which is really really clever mm. because what they're really trying to do is get eyeballs on their website which they're very very good at um their data which i, I saw recently was um that boxing day you see a spike versus the previous 3 weeks which makes complete sense because in the first yeah, 3 of weeks of december we're shopping we're christmas presents we're distracted we're not doing anything and then as Christian points out, there's escapism or there's, my God, I've had 14 people in my house all day Christmas day. I need a bigger house. I need to see what's happening on right move. Can we afford to move? Because I can't do this again next year. That conversation, I'm sure, comes up a lot. Can we, can we get a bigger dining space? Because I'm going to kill one of my nieces or nephews. Um, so and look, right move is very clever. You look at their big format marketing the last few years. Their posters aren't about come and buy a house on our portal. It's all about, you know, what was it? I think it's one day or something like that. Was their, mm. was their tagline this year or last year? So they're not even trying to say come and find your property on now. They're even just, they're just prospecting, saying just come and have a daydream. Just come and have a little waltz around the, the what ifs and the, and the maybes. Um, and look, I think that's. Uh, uh, the kind of player they are and the kind of space that they have. I think that's absolutely right. And I think that kind of leads into another interesting point. And I think um, Dr. Photo also kind of jumped on this earlier this year. I don't know if you guys saw um, Dr. Photo or DCTR, as they're now known. A mm -hmm. um, month or two ago, they put out this like mini fake publication called Brick. And they sent it out to most of the agents, like most of the agents in the country. Um, and it was basically all about calling out how boring a state agency marketing is. It, all of us are, oh, here's a property that's sold on your street. Oh, here's one you missed out on. Like, we've achieved 98% of our appraisal values. You know, it's all, you know, and what, what DCTR, and I think that's very much what, the likes of right move have is getting away from that really like black and white context and thinking much more lifestyle ambition you know tugging on those emotional heartstrings yeah rather yeah. than do i have the 285000 
three bed semi detached in Castleton that you're looking for. Christian, no, I think you've I've, I've, got, I've got every dream house you ever want to live in on our on our website. So come and have a look at those. I think it's even simpler, simpler than that, to be honest. I think that uh, right we are not in the business of selling houses, they're in the business of collecting fees from us. And they yeah. know damn well that the more people they have on that website, the more people who are looking at that website, the more they can justify the fee. And that, to yeah. me, is... Uh, but know, equally, they're the constantly engaging their audience, right? They're constantly mm. bringing their audience back to say, yeah. oh, look at this, think about this, have a look at this, or there's a new way you can look at things this way, you can find new things that way, and... Here's a new data set we've added. They keep bringing people back. And mm. yeah, it's, it's, you know, hand in hand, isn't it? Like you say, Neil, it's, it's, they've got to generate the traffic and ultimately the leads to create the revenue to keep those of you who pay right move fees, so, keep paying them fees. Um, and equally for the consumer, they've got to give a reason to keep right move embedded in their psyche, to keep them coming back as they're, you know, to maintain that kind of neurological link of, oh, it's a property question, oh, I'll start with right now. Mm. You know, yeah. and that's that's what they've been genius at. And that, that's what the likes of Boomin and On The Market and, and a lot of the other pretenders that have come and gone, I mean, my God, there's probably at least 30 I can think of in the last decade that have come and gone. And none of them have grasped the fact that pitching to a consumer that they can come and find the property they're looking for on a property website. That's, that, that's never going to get the buy-in. That's never going to get the engagement that, that people want. It's got to be more ethereal. And like I said, that's why, that's why I loved if you, if you haven't seen the brick stuff, DCTR put, put together, do get in touch with them afterwards. Cause I think Tom was making a really valid point that, he was looking, he, he'd been to an advertising awards and he was like, there were hundreds of advertisers recognized or marketing campaigns recognized in this huge international marketing event. And there was one property company in there. Hmm. One property advert got recognized among hundreds, if not thousands of shortlisted marketing content. Um, and yet you think, you know, we're all lucky enough to work in this field that is it's a part of everybody's life we're not we're not selling people luxury headphones or a nice pair of slippers or you know a new accessory for your car everyone needs a house so we've got this marketplace which is a necessity um and yet in the great scheme of things the creativity largely used within our industry is uh, is really poor, and I think I think Tom and DCTR back really bang on the money. We've all got to try and be a lot more creative, and think a lot more out outside of the box. I think I, I just think you've nailed it with the it's you know emotion based marketing rather than data driven marketing. Data is boring. Don't tell me you're funny. Make me laugh. You know, there's it's it's not about well. I mean, it is. We all we you know, as an industry, it's very dull, isn't it? It's not emotive, even though we work in one of the most emotive industries you could hope to work in. Exactly. Data should tell you where to put the advert and should help you get a profile story. Of, yeah. of who your creative advert is targeted at, you know, but, but it shouldn't dictate the actual content of yeah. it itself, you know. So I know we're... We're spending a lot of time at the moment trying to really understand what that means while still trying to think how we translate that into a tangible a tangible return on investment. Because we're not... Well, that's the other thing, right? We're not <clears throat> a Sony. We're not a right mm -hmm. move. Yeah. We do need, you know, if we spend 20 grand on a campaign, we need, ideally... 20 plus grand back yeah, from yeah. that campaign uh, or at least something to say, right, that 20 grand invested is, is building us a pipeline in three years. that's mm -hmm. going to generate a hundred grand a year or whatever it is. But yeah. yeah, I definitely, I definitely think as an industry we get, we're, 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 we're trapped. And I think that, I think that's why when I first heard of like CRMs adopting AI for property descriptions, I was a bit like, since when is that a problem? Like I've I've never had a conversation with an agent who goes, do you know what? 
property descriptions, eh? Don't, doesn't write them drive you mad. But actually, AI will give the ability to bring potentially some more context into that rather than, oh, it's a beautiful light-filled space. With, you know, like yeah. All our, you know, I, 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 think, I think the word luxury should be banned from new build marketing because I don't think there's a developer in the UK that Exclusive. doesn't call their flat luxury. Well, and have exactly. you ever heard a consumer describe their home as luxury? More interestingly, because exactly. buying in country is a, uh, we're, we're a luxury proposition. And when we speak to marketing companies to help us on the digital side and SEO, and they want to build campaigns around luxury. And I would say, well, I, we, I've never met anyone who would, would describe their own home as luxury. No one's searching for luxury. Um, have you also ever heard anyone say, I'm really privileged. I'm really privileged <laughs> to live in this, to be the person who lives in this house. Or the uh, uh, so this is uh, so blimey, finding country head office is going to be pissed off at me. We describe ourselves as an agent that works on the upper quartile. What the fuck is that? The upper quartile, who came up with that language? Um, by the way, I sit on the National Advisory Council, so I don't, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but like that, that's the you talk about, you know, removing um, industry jargon and being more um, relationship building with the consumer and talking in their language. And we're talking about the top, the upper quartile of the market. Never have I ever heard anyone who doesn't work at Final Country Head Office say that. Insane. Um, so yeah, there's, 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 a, there's, yeah, there's a lot of marketing to be learned out there. But uh, Christian, you're actually right. For smaller businesses, it's about return on investment, and that creative. If it's going to be a brand awareness piece, so it's so difficult to track the return, but it's also just really, really difficult to come up with great creative and find the time because it's. You know the data-driven stuff. You you churn it out, can't you? It's it's almost it's boringly easy. Finding the time to do something quite special. Yeah, we all get bogged down. You know, get your head above the parapet and look. Well, for creative the is risky, right? Creative, you ultimately have to take a punt. And look, take it from someone who did something creative earlier on this year, which didn't necessarily delight everyone as much as we thought it would. Um, when you're being a bit risky and when you're being a bit creative and when you tend to push the boundaries of um, what people would consider normal marketing. Um, you've <laughs> got to be accept you've got to accept the fact that it's it's not always going to get the response you want. What was it? I forgot though. Yeah, I, I, Enzo doesn't know. Tell Enzo, share. Share Christian. Billboard. So back in we actually did it for Valentine's Day. Back in Valentine's uh, back for Valentine's, we did a window display with uh, what was it? I think there were eight we basically built these boxes that fitted in our windows and eight of them had uh, little wooden figures, little wooden figure couples doing things that couples do. You know, four, of them, four or five of them were very innocent, sat on a sofa holding hands, sharing a bathroom together. You know, the other three, not so innocent, <laughs> shall we say. You know, nothing, nothing that you wouldn't expect your sort of ten-year-olds to do cheekily with some figurines in a toy store if they were left alone and unsupervised for a few minutes. Nothing offensive, um, but basically we put it up for Valentine's. It ended up we got some really good traction through it, mm. some really nice comments and engagement. So we actually it stayed up until Pride, um, and then during Pride we got targeted by a right-wing media group who basically came in, um, came into the office with a hidden camera uh, and basically tried to suggest that our window was sexualizing children. And, uh, and I won't go into too much detail, but down that trope, we got, we got shared on right-wing social media sites a lot. We got targeted by some delightful people. Uh, incredibly, I think of the. I mean, we were we were basically attacked as a business for about a month. Uh, threats on our lives, uh, threatening phone calls, emails about bullets with our name on, and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, but the interesting thing was of, of the probably like four or five hundred engagements we had over that month. About three we connected to London. And then the vast majority were either like industrial working towns north of England into Scotland, 
we had people from South Africa, we had people from um, uh, the southern states in America, the outback of Australia, you know, all, all the kind of areas where people are renowned for their culture and open-mindedness um, and where, you know, understandably getting very upset about a tiny shop window display in a little corner of London. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, you have to, you have to roll with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that experience on my worst enemy. Uh, it is probably one of the most horrendous things I've been through in my life. And I know, I think to my business partner as well. Um, but look, we, we knew with the winners play we were doing, we knew we were being very cheeky. We knew we were pushing the boundaries and being tongue in cheek, but you know, as I explained to some of the some of the legitimate inquiries that we got, because we did get some legitimate people reaching about our window display going, mm, don't you think this is a bit much? Do you think this is appropriate? And I was like, look, if we were a little village in Oxfordshire, would we have put that window display in? Absolutely not. But in our location in Shoreditch, within mm. a 200 metre radius of our office, there are two sex toy shops. There are six strip clubs and about 25 nightclubs. We are we are not a quiet Where are you again? the Oxford <laughs> countryside. We are not, we are not, you know, we're not a, you know, there is a lively nightlife culture. So there was there was, you know, whilst we pushed the boat out, there was also an element of it was kind of relevant to our local market. It was in keeping mm. and that's why we felt you know, we could push those boundaries and, and have a bit of a laugh. And like I said, prior to it all going toxic, we had some amazing engagement. We had people knocking on our window and giving thumbs up and taking photos. We had some really lovely emails from people working who work not even in our industry, but in other industries within the LGBTQ community. And they were saying, oh, how wonderful it was to see something that was just a bit fun and a bit mm. cheeky and a bit saucy and a bit, you know, not taking itself too seriously. So, look, all in all, it was, looking back on it now, it was a great experience and we'll we'll keep doing that. That's who we are. We'll keep pushing the boundaries on on how we choose to, to communicate our brand of, our brand and style of agency and service. But, um, but yeah, you know, I'm not necessarily recommending anyone goes out and tries to replicate that. Um, but what have you got yeah, for Christmas? You're gonna have to, if you're going to be a bit creative, you've got to be, you've got to accept the fact that it will hit and miss. There's some risk, yeah. for sure. What's in your Christmas window? <laughs> so we've kept it, we've got it very toned down. So we've got, we've got a projection, we've got a video projection um, in the window at the moment. And then we've got, we've gone quite traditional. So we've kept it quite traditional with baubles and it's not Father Christmas using a Christmas tree shaped dildo with his elves or anything like that. It's just you've gone nice and sensible. Not this know? week, maybe next week. I mean, <laughs> we do. Sure. We have a pastry place around the corner <clears throat> that is renowned for selling penis shaped <laughs> So we've been thinking about doing some sort of collaboration with them. But yeah, you know. Stay posted. We'll, we'll let you guys know what we get up to next. So, look, right, we've got five minutes left, but I just want to... So, Christian, we haven't come on to what you wanted to talk about, but because we've only got five minutes left, I wanted to ask you something about what you've just said. Yeah. Um, you said it was one of the worst experiences you've ever been through, which is a massive, massive statement for someone who runs a lettings business who knows, you know, some months it's pretty horrible out there. Um, we've all made decisions that have led to a shitty experience for us and having to deal with something that's really horrible and difficult and tough um and over the last couple of years in fact this podcast was launched because people were saying it's really tough right now i'm struggling i'm this and that um and you know you know 12 months ago i remember having a lot of conversations q1 2023 um speaking to mates in the industry and they're really suffering with stuff um your um you know you're a face of the industry. You're, I think, comfortable to share. Maybe could you talk about how you got through that shitty period and offer any advice you might to people that are going through a shitty period? Because um, you know, it's one of those industries. It can be tough at times. Yeah, I think I think the key for us, my, my partner and I, Anne, we were very, you know, we've always been very close, but, you know, we we saw in that situation kind of our roles to protect our team. 
Um, so I kind of, I think that kind of came first and foremost, as much as it meant that we kind of stepped in the firing line and we ended up having pretty much all that violent aggression directed at us. Um, there was something quite nice about getting to be getting to do that for our team. And what we got out the back of that team is I think like most people, crises do one or two, one or two things. It makes you or it breaks you. And I think that's the same as an individual and a team. And I think when this kicked off, Anne and I, we were we were already having a little struggles with with an element of our team at the time of like cultural fit and everything else. And we were like, right, we don't really need this right now. And we we knew at the time it was going to be make or break. And thank Christ it was make. We came out of that and our team were infinitely stronger and infinitely tighter. Um, it forced us to be more open with one another about how we're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, we've since looked into what we can do to put mental health support in place for our staff. Um, so there's a company called Mindspace uh, that we've collaborated with for with gifts before, but we're now looking at putting kind of like a prepaid credit with their services that our staff can reach out and arrange a session whenever they feel they need it. And that can be remotely, that can be in their offices. They get to choose their therapist. They've got like 300, three, 400 different therapists they can choose from, male, female, black, white, gay, straight, whatever you want. And like I said, in, you know, so I think it's, that's, that's what's come out of it is it. Um, and I think it's reassured us that, you know, that was a, like I said, that was the most horrible thing I've been through, definitely an agency. And, and one of the most horrible things I've been through in my life, full stop. But again, it's that thing of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So coming through that, I now feel like if something like that happened again, I would be much better equipped to handle it and I would be able to compartmentalize it a bit more. And as an agency, we would have a bit more of a plan in place of, right, this is how we do it. Okay. Well, I think it's really, it's, it's good for people to hear because one of my favorite lines is it's not your, I mean, that's a very specific thing, but most problems we deal with, somebody else has dealt with them in the past. Someone's going to have to deal with them in the future and shared experiences just help, you know, the major takeaway is they're talking more, which, um, you know, I, 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 you know, the sales environment attracts a certain character and that character doesn't always necessarily want to show emotion or show yeah. uh, vulnerability. Um, but I think um, when it's tough, keep going if you're doing the right thing and it still feels tough you just got to, you know keep if you're going through hell keep going right come out the other side like you said stronger generally and um, hopefully it doesn't break but yeah for me the major 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 thing is talk to someone anyone um because it's once it's out in the open i think you find you feel yourself feeling so much better well no we had we had phenomenal support during that time i mean thankfully no one leapt to our defense on social media because that was my main fear was that we've got a lot of friends and advocates in this industry and i was really worried that people would kind of go to war for us on social media and then it would become this infinitely bigger thing and i'm i'm glad to say that that everyone was sensible enough to know not to do that but we had some amazing, you know, as much as we had the horrible stuff, we had some incredible emails, WhatsApp and phone calls from people across the sector, people that we know, people that we don't know, people within small agencies, people within some of the biggest agencies in the country. I mean, we had some really, really lovely messages of support. Um, and I think that's the other thing to remember as well. And that meant a lot sometimes that's all you need to do to give someone a bit of help. And it doesn't need to be public. It doesn't need to be a comment on Pi or letting agent today or whatever. You don't even necessarily have to shout about it on Facebook. You'll usually be able to reach out to somebody direct or DM their Facebook page privately. And don't underestimate the value of just letting someone know, you know, they've done nothing wrong. Like if you were in their shoes, you'd have done the same thing. Or, you know, we've been through it. If you ever want to chat, give us a bell. It doesn't have to be public. I think the private the pri private messages of support 
were meant a lot and that helped that definitely definitely helped us get through that and i had my regular friends kind of checking in with me regularly within the industry but you know i had some amazing messages from from some of the biggest people in the industry most of whom i've never met or maybe briefly spoken to um but they still took the time out to write a really lovely little message you know and we shared those with the team um and it, it meant a lot so don't don't undervalue maybe like you might think oh they've probably got lots of friends and family like just saying you're you know we've got you if you need you don't underestimate the value of that little reassurance that little we've got your back if you want to chat mm. and weirdly sometimes it means more when it's coming from someone you don't know but understands your space rather than if it's your mum or your dad or your brother or your, your childhood best yeah. mate, of course they're going to back you. What else are they going to do? Um, so, yeah, don't, don't underestimate how much it can sometimes mean to someone just to drop them a little, a little DM or a little email and go, saw that article about you guys today. Don't worry about it. You do you. You know, we love what you do, sort of thing. I mean, it, it, it's surprising how much that means. Yeah, completely yeah. agree, I'm sure. Um, and on that note, everyone watching this podcast, share, send a little note to your friends actually about the podcast. Share it out there. Send us for a note to say how wonderful this podcast has been, um, even with all the technical difficulties we've had. And he made up. He's made up for it though. Blimey! Pulled back. He pulled it back. Well, I always had faith. Always. This had has faith been a podcast him. of two halves, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're... Um, You've got to give the value to the ones that commit. You've got to give the value to the ones that commit and stick in there. Those, those part-timers yeah. who come in and be like, oh, this is a bit am-dram. You know, it's not them. <laughs> it's the ones that stick yeah. with us so, at the listen, end and get the real juicy nuggets. So what that means is basically, what, right now, 12 people are left watching. 12 people a week make it to the end. We're four of them. Um, <laughs> but you're welcome, guys. Christian, that was... <laughs> a big finish to the end um thank you everyone for coming uh coming thanks guys for being on, coming on the show really where <laughs> going with that um it's been an interesting episode technical difficulties mm. aside enzo popped his cherry great to have you on neil i love the insight into the fact that you, you, your customers piss you off i'm there with you mate i'm absolutely there um and christian you know, give it a rest with the sex toys please um keep them for at home I refuse. Um, <laughs> we're going to hand over to Watkins. He's going to do his big finish for us, as always. This episode, so today, I think it's probably something like the 27th of Christmas. So you've had your, you, you know, you're now bored of Right Move. You've finished on Boxing Day. You're listening to this podcast. Hope you have wonderful New Year's. See you guys. Thank you for being on, chaps. It's been great. Have a good one, guys. You ain't heard it from me, all right, but uh, I've got this cracking idea. When I had really dark hair and none of this grey shit. What a great way to get decent listings was, wait for it, what do you know, this is half the press. Every neck went to view the property before it came on the market. Fucking hell, you're gonna say, well, ain't got time for that. The question is, are you gonna make time? Because that's what people want. They want an agent that's gonna care, that's actually gonna know the properties. Could be a unique selling point. Have a think about it. You heard it here first. <laughs>